Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 5th of November 2021, including the action-packed revenge western The Harder They Fall, starring Idris Elba on Netflix, and Apple TV's post-apocalyptic sci-fi Finch, featuring the one and only Tom Hanks. And we'll also be looking at the return of period comedy drama Dickinson, also on Apple TV, and a new series of BBC online reality show Angels of the North. And I'm glad you got me to talk about that one, Ian. <laughs> How am I? <laughs> but first, do tell me, what is in the news? Well, Jeremy Irons is going to play the British Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain in Netflix's compelling historical drama Munich, The Edge of War, which is all about the events leading up to the outbreak of World War II. What else is in the news, Hannah? Well, Meryl Streep, the Oscar winner, will appear in Apple TV Plus's drama anthology Extrapolations, which explores the personal impact that climate change, very current and topical, will have on our lives as we fight for survival. Um, and also in it is David Schwimmer, Sienna Miller, Kit Harrington, and Matthew Rhys. So there you go. Pretty good cast. Well, I think it's a... Uh... A decent week this week, a good selection, a bit of variety. We're going to start off with an Apple TV post-apocalyptic sci-fi drama film. It's called Finch, and here's a clip. It all happened so fast. There was a solar flare. Goodbye crops and food, goodbye everything. So I did. Frightened. And so alone. And I found you. So we've seen uh, Tom Hanks fending for himself under difficult circumstances in the movie Castaway. Remember that one when he was uh, he was in a plane crash and ended up on a desert island. Well, in this, there's been an apocalypse on Earth, a cataclysmic solar event. He has survived, and he's been living in this underground bunker. His only company is his gorgeous dog. <laughs> Absolutely fell in love with this dog. Goodyear. Because Finch is, he knows he's going to die, basically. And he's worried about who's going to look after his dog. He decides to build an android, so initially to help him, and then basically who will look after the dog when he's no longer around. I mean, I love Tom Hanks. He's fantastic. And I was in floods of tears <laughs> over this one. Just that premise that he got this beautiful dog. I think it's uh, looks like an Irish terrier or something. It's just a delightful film. I mean, Hanks, obviously, with the android and the pooch, who I think did some very good doggy acting, um, he has to carry this all by himself because, I mean, we are aware there are some other survivors. We don't actually see them in the flesh. I don't think that's too much of a spoiler, but he's not the only person who survived. But but it's the, the film is that trio, basically, going through various 
events say that there's a terrible storm uh, which threatens to kind of blow away their RV that they're traveling with. And as I say, they go into this city and they, they have a kind of they come across some other survivors, which is very perilous. So there are various events that go on on there. That it's kind of a road trip, really. I mean, he builds a hell of a good Android. It has to be said. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. And, and the Android's kind of human style behavior, like kind of <laughs> drumming his fingers on the desk or folding his arms when he's a bit fed up. It's a bit of a stretch, but I absolutely loved it. I mean, yeah, and especially the dog being involved just made it incredibly emotional. Um, yeah, it was terrific. What did you think about this one? Yeah, I really liked it. I mean, I these kind of things really scare me. <laughs> you know, post-apocalyptic, I can't even say it. Um, it it's... It's just frightening, the idea that it could or would happen. And also, I can't, I really struggle to watch anything where children or animals come into play because it just, you know, it just breaks me and I, I cry. So the same way as you did, I sort of the big breakdown over the dog. Um, but Tom Hanks is just brilliant, isn't he? I mean, he never fails to kind of deliver. And he has got a bit of a castaway beard going on, as you'd imagine. Yes. Um, but he's, you know... I don't know, he just pulls it out of the bag no matter what part he's got and he really brings the idea... You completely buy into it, I think. It feels very real and that's why I think it's so emotionally difficult to watch in some ways. I like the fact that because of because basically the ozone layer has gone because of this, this solar event, so unless you're all suited up, uh, you cannot go out of the shade because the sun will just start burning your skin. And as someone of the ginger persuasion, uh, I very much identified with that. So, yeah, it's really well done. Hanks is terrific. And, and the, the, the the dog will have you in floods. And the uh, the, the android, Jeff, is is good, provides some good, good light relief, doesn't he, Jeff? He is funny. You do need that light relief, though. You do need that light relief because it's quite intense, isn't it? You certainly do in a post-apocalyptic <laughs> <do>. world. <laughs> Over on Netflix, uh, another movie, different genre. This one's a Western, Hannah. The Harder They Fall. Man, old devil, this is going to be Buck's last day amongst the living. What exactly he do to you? Call it a professional rivalry. I know who you are. That love, the outlaw, hunts down those who trespass against him with no mercy. Yes, so it is a Western and it stars my absolute favourite, Idris Elba. Um, so this kind of reimagines a Western um, and, and, and it really has, you know, when you see it, it, it it's massively modernising the genre. Um, and so therefore kind of the, the, you've still got sort of all the, the gunfire and everything that a Western brings to it, but with the modern day effects. So it kind of feels even more real and sort of quite sort of, uh, I suppose it's more in your face. It's hard to describe how you modern some, modernize something so old and yet it be, it should be the same, but yet it's so different, if that makes sense. So you've got two uh, rival gun-toting um, bands of outlaws and they, they, they kind of, they, they go to war, basically. It's exactly the premise of any other Western, I suppose. Um, and you've got Idris Elba, who stars as Rufus Buck, um, a very ruthless gang boss. And he's freed from a prison train 
obviously. Again, you know, you can see the similarities here um, by his fearsome crew. This is an all-black cast, so it's something really different here, and it, it, as I said, really reimagines the the old Western. And the other thing that we see is gun-toting women. I mean, can you believe it? Women allowed to have a gun. Um, they're really in this. So um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's quite interesting. I do think it could possibly be a little bit you know, Marmite for people. Some people will love it and some people will hate it. If you're a real Western fan, will this ruin, you know, your love for it? I'm, I'm not sure it will, but I do think that it will come under some level of criticism from people that are, um, you know, absolutely love the originals. But um, as it goes, as a fan of Idris Elba, I'm totally bought into this. How about you, Ian? Yeah, I like it. It's very cool, isn't it? And as you say, it does bring modern elements like the music, it's it's a very it's a really stylized western, isn't it? As you suggested, so it's kind of almost got a bit of a Sergio Leone spaghetti western vibe. <laughs> it's got humor in it, as you say. It's got a lot of those western staples, like um, you know, the bank job and the the prison break and the gunfights. I liked it. I must say, I did think it is quite violent. Um, it is <laughs> in that regard. It's almost got a touch of. Tarantino in the way the violence is done I would say and in fact one of Tarantino's regular collaborators is involved in this film it's hugely enjoyable I don't think you're going to go away kind of thinking about it very deeply but it's um yeah I think it's a great popcorn western with a new twist agreed I agree I like it when you agree <laughs> we're going to go back to Apple TV for our next offering Hannah it's the third and final series of the period comedy drama Dickinson, and here's a clip. This is a very dark time. The violence, the suffering. That's what I want to heal with my poetry. Words don't matter right now. I have so much poetry in my head with all this conflict. None of it has been able to come out. This family's a joke. My marriage is a lie. Civil war ruins everything. So for those who've not seen any of it to date, this is a, a sort of coming-of-age series which is all about the American poet Emily Dickinson, who is played by Haley Steinfield. This final season centres on what's considered her sort of most productive, creative period, which happens at the same time as the American Civil War. The opening sequence is quite clever, I think. So you see Dickinson dressed up in the Yankee uniform and sort of running across the battlefield during a Civil War encounter. And you think, oh, what's going on here? And then she comes into her bedroom and you realise she's been imagining all of this and this is what's going to inspire her poetry. So I think that was quite cleverly done. What I find rather odd about this series, and I... I don't really like is as I said it's a period comedy drama so it's got this very modern dialogue and quite silly humor which I find really jars with the sort of period presentation of the story of this famous poet Emily Dickinson for me it just doesn't work that combo but I don't know is it something you enjoy Hannah what do you for instance there's a funeral in in this the first episode of the final series and it's almost like kind of not exactly Mel Brooks humor but it's it's very silly humor at a funeral um and I just thought it was a bit jarring because it also looks at her personal life and there's a sort of will she will she won't she 
get-together with Sue, played by Ella Hunt. Kind of an odd mix, I think. And it's got it's got other real-life characters such as Walt Whitman and Sylvia Plath, who are played by Billy Eichner and uh, Chloe Finneman from Saturday Night Live. It, it didn't grab me. I think I, I would personally prefer just a more straight treatment of, of, of the Dickinson story, but... I'm sure there are other people who are fans. What about you, Hannah? Did it work for you? Yeah, I'm going to agree with you again, actually. Gosh, this is a first, isn't it? Um, oh, what a week. <laughs> what a week. Um, and I'm going to agree with you. I think, I mean, this is obviously is a, is a period drama, as you say, with a comedic side to it. And I think it massively jars because um, you go into it thinking it's a period drama and it messes with your it messes with your mind a bit and i and i think there there lies there yeah. lies the problem because you think you're in for it for something else and then of course it's got this weird uh, as you say sort of jarring position of comedy and you kind of want to drill down a bit more on on emily dickinson's life as opposed to the the humor that feels a bit at times shoehorned in i think um unnecessarily mm. so yeah i mean it's it, it's it wasn't for me i i like a period drama Oh, I like comedy. I'm not quite sure I like this mix. Okay, well, we're going to finish with something completely different. (laughs) And uh, I would say uh, a welcome bit of light relief. It's the return of Angels of the North on BBC Three Online and iPlayer. No salon in the world looks like my salon. They haven't got this creative brain. Anybody can be a hairdresser but it takes a lot to be a long locks girl. My idea was to have the most Instagrammable salon ever. This is series three, so this will tell you how popular this is, believe it or not. Um, So it's been a huge binge watch for a lot of people. and I think it was uh, it was a bit tricky during lockdown because I think for the filming and what have you. But I think this series sees uh, the business owner. So it follows hairdress, uh, a hairdresser, essentially, um, and uh, a beauty salon. And it, it's everything that you'd imagine that it would be. Barbies, flowers, pink flowers and lots of them. And uh, this this girl, Sammy Jo, trying to um, create... She says you've got a very creative brain trying to create a salon that everybody will absolutely love. It's called Longlock Salon and it's in Gateshead if you want to go um, and book an appointment. So, um, as I say, the, the, the first series was a massive hit. Second series was an absolute no-brainer. And here we are on the third series. Now, you kind of think, well, what else is there to see you know, in a salon to be perfectly honest with you? And that's my question. But I think this time round we're getting a bit of a a look into the salon's um, personal life. So we're getting to know about their friends and boyfriends. So it's not just the hairdressers that we're, you know, and, and, and kind of their day-to-day life. It's actually a bit about their personal life too. So um, it's quite funny. It's quite silly. Like you say, it's a bit of light entertainment. So Sammy Joe, who's kind of the key player, got lots from her, Bev and the girls, and uh, Sammy Joe's friend, Shane Gartridge, who runs three tattoo studios in Newcastle with his dad. So uh, there you go. If you want a tattoo, pop up to Newcastle. <laughs> I'm not sure this is one for you. I don't think I need even to ask you. <laughs> well, I must admit, I really didn't think, I mean, I, needless to say, I had never seen it before. And I really did not think that this would be for me, especially when I saw how pink yeah. and flowery the, uh, the the Gateshead salon was, 
also, as you say, we, we go into tattoo studios this time. So I saw my first uh, nose piercing, which was quite uh, quite the thing to watch. And I got to tell you, and uh, yeah, you're right. So there's a there's a boyfriend gets involved who's a who's a young professional boxer, isn't he? Mm-hmm. We catch up with him. I thought the young people in this, I have to say, compared to certain other reality shows that I won't name, I thought they came over really well. You know, they were funny, they were bright, they were engaging. So I can see why people like this. I must admit, I was really was pleasantly surprised. Well, there and you go. I was very surprised by how long the needle is that's used for a nasal piercing. <laughs> you must have various piercings and tattoos hannah where did you get them all done well i have actually had a number of piercings i threw in my belly button as a as a ute oh did you did, yeah i had my nose pierced <laughs> when i was a hoodie yeah, um you. yeah yeah various piercings 10 10 in each ear 10 crikey i've got ear. to see pictures yeah. i had my money much of which was done myself <laughs> by myself i had one ear pierced and my mum said to me uh well, you're not coming to the golf club looking like that. Which <laughs> tells you a lot about my upbringing, really, doesn't it? Anyway. Did you take it out? That's the brilliant thing, because I had I did exactly the same thing. I did, like, pearl yeah. um, nose piercing. And my, my dad said to me, oh, you've got a white head on your nose. I never put it in again. <laughs> Disgusting. I thought, no. <laughs> okay, well, good uh, chat about piercing and tattoos. Um we got to that stage where we find out, uh, I know you've had a little bit of time off, Hannah, so did you get a chance to, to sit back and watch any telly? Well, not with the children in tow, hugely. However, I did indulge <laughs> okay. myself with Strictly, of course. Um, yes. And also, I do love a bit of Chateau DIY. You know, when you're on holiday, you kind of have that dream, don't you, of, of, of being able to... You sort of, entertain the idea that you might be able to give up work one day and go and live your dream and you know do up a chateau well i do anyway so that's what i indulged in how about you (laughs) uh i watched a very good documentary about james brown on sky arts called mr dynamite which was great i also started watching show trial on the beeb which is a sort of legal drama which i've i've covered for the magazine and the website that's that's quite interesting and yes of course like you strictly now we've got time just to have a very quick look ahead to what we'll be talking about next week so what's on the agenda brenda Paul Rudd and Will Ferrell um, play a psychiatrist and his patient in Apple TV's comedy drama, The Shrink Next Door, which is based on a bizarre real-life case. Sounds interesting. Yes, and Michael Keaton and Will Poulter star in Dope Sick, a compelling drama about the opioid epidemic on Star on Disney+. So we look forward to those and more, but in the meantime... (laughs) 